I'm going to show a different perspective around investing today. This is a unique perspective just based on my own experience analyzing thinkers, people I admire, respect, and the dynamic of modern careers and looking at what I think works and what I realize works for me. So it's not financial advice, but it is my unique perspective. Um, it comes from a long-form episode I recorded with Luke and my brother Oscar. We're potentially be starting a new podcast format that's just long-form episodes on big topic topics and social commentary. So just stay tuned so you can catch the full interview later. If I like release that, probably is a separate thing. For, but for now, this clip comes from the end and unpack why for me the best place to invest instead of how everyday people do it is to actually unpack three things. What you really want to do in figuring that out, doubling down on it, and letting the commercial and the best investment opportunities actually ensue from that. Without further ado, let's go into the episode. I want to make this kind of actionable and I want to build it around Oscar's idea that the best investment is in yourself because I, I fundamentally believe that. And I'm just going to personally share and you guys can, can critique or add on or whatever I say what it looks like for you as a final, final like actionable takeaway, right? Now, the reason I feel like the best investment is in yourself is because when you are 21, let's say, or even if you're 30 or 40, I don't know, but when you're sitting there thinking, how can I make just more money so life's easier, I've got more resources to allocate to things and I've just got more options, right? Let's just stick with that. The problem with that thinking is you're looking for easy ways to make money and there's nothing wrong with looking for easy ways to make money. Don't look for hard ways to make money, for God's sake. Personally, I don't. I'm not looking for hard, harder work than it needs to be. But the truth of the matter is that thinking is creating one barrier in terms of like, Oscar, you're back with us. Can you hear? I'm just wrapping this up like yeah. the best investment yourself idea for myself. There's one factor you're not considering and you're treating yourself as a static person. Static as in you're not gaining any new skills, you're not gaining any new insight, you're not gaining any new knowledge, you're not gaining any new experience. You're treating yourself as this static thing, like a, a constant, right? Like a, an unmoving, un, an object that's not going to develop or grow, right? And then there's just these opportunities out there. So you got to do the best with what you got for the opportunities that are out there right now. And that's the mindset. That's what it actually means when people are asking others, how do I invest my money? All right? They're saying, I, you forget that you're actually going to learn and grow. Now, where are you going to learn and grow best? You're going to learn and grow best following your curiosity rabbit holes, as we always talk about, as we talk about constant student, finding things that light you up because you'll perform better at those. You'll gain more momentum doing those things and you'll continue to learn things associated with them, right? Luke, you did a bloody vlog the other day and you said to me, it's like, there's no way you would have convinced me I'd ever do this, Right? And the point around that is you develop yep. spin-off competencies and you develop spin-off interests. Things you wouldn't like marketing for me, like things or web design, things you would never have thought of developing that you could ever do, you'd ever be interested in. So actually by focusing on your learning journey, you tend to attract better investment opportunities, right? Now, Oscar works at this app. Show us the hat again, Oscar. Give it a plug. <laughs> And the reason he works there is because Robbie met Scott at a conference. Robbie's the CEO, right? 
And Scott is obviously our high school friend, Luke, right, from our year. And Mm -hmm. Scott, you know, introduced me to Robbie and that's how I kind of get involved, right, a little bit in in that opportunity. And then obviously I introduced Robbie to my dad and Oscar because we were interested in supporting his company too. And then from there, later on, realized Oscar would be good for one of the roles. And now Oscar's working there and his skills and everything are compounding and his experience and I'm sure self-belief and everything and sort of journey. But even for me, that's only possible because of you know the relationship with Scott and me going on a similar journey to Scott and us kind of being on the same kind of page, right? And it was a no-brainer to get involved in that because – it was just I'd learned so much being involved and the network and, you know, having Robbie and the people he knows and he's become a very good friend and helps me out with stuff. Like there's just so much to gain that even if I lost all the money I invested there, like I'd learned so much that that's like it's better than a degree, right? So I, I get to learn so many. I learned how they, they design the app, like he's shown me behind the scenes and stuff like that. It's just been phenomenal. And I'm learning so much that, that as I learn more, it elevates my own possibilities. All right? So you look at someone like Peter Thiel. I'll make a very good example. So Peter Thiel's famous for being the first outside investor in Facebook, right? Because before that, he was co-founder of PayPal, and they're able to send pay, uh, sell PayPal. Now, if someone, let's say a very everyday person who works a banking job, did commerce at uni, is 25 years old, lives in Sydney, comes to me and goes, I don't know if you know much, but you know more than I do. What's the best financial opportunity available right now, right? If it was at the time where, you know, say a company like this app was raising money, I'd I'd say something like, you know, this company. Or if it was back in the Peter Till time, it'd be like, there's this company, Facebook, right? This thing's going to be big. But the problem is you don't have the confidence in Facebook back then, Right? Because Facebook back then is this glitchy thing that's just in a Harvard campus. No one knows about it. It's built by a teenager who's still at college. Or not teenager, I don't know, but a bunch of young people who are still at college, however young they were, who have no credibility. You know, they've done all these other little mini projects and stuff they've been trying first. So how do I, how do I convince someone who works for a big four company, a 25-year-old in Sydney who's trying to do smart things with their money and have a house by the time they're 30, how do I convince that person to put a couple of hundred thousand dollars into this like, what the hell's this company, right? They won't do it. They'd probably be stupid for doing it even if Facebook goes on to become what it does because the way it is presented to them in their life situation and their education It's a dumb thing for them to put money in that company, even though we know retrospectively the company's going to do insanely well. The inputs are wrong. If they bet, if they put the money in, it's gambling and they've been lucky. But even then, they probably might fuck Mm. up the money they make from it anyway because they're actually gambling and now they've got too much confidence. So the irony is why someone like Peter Thiel invested in Facebook is he could see they were looking for social media company opportunities. They weren't just looking for like any startup to any tech company to invest in. They had an opinion about the way the internet was moving and developing because of their experience with the internet, starting with PayPal, of course. And they were conscious of this space 
and they found a player in this space. And when Peter Till looked at it, he realized the opportunity because compared to all the other opportunities he was looking at in this space, they had the longest user engagement times. So the site was all glitchy and shit, but somehow they're managing to keep people on there for hours and hours. And he knew that the business model would be obviously selling attention, like advertising. So keeping eyeballs engaged on the platform is where you're going to generate revenue from as the basis of this becoming a bigger company. So he sees that. He knows that the rest of the company can be improved, which is great because he has a network and all these people he's met on his learning, on his career learning, whatever journey. He can help make that all that happen. They've got the fundamentals there. So he's uniquely positioned to jump on a huge financial opportunity like that. And that's why Peter Till became the first outside investor in Facebook. He was there. So he had to learn X amount to actually get, and that's just a financial opportunity. But it's a, it's, this is at the extreme of special, it's actually more about, Warren Buffett has a quote, diversification is for idiots it's, or fools. It's for people who don't know what they're doing. Because it And it is, because when you don't want to go learn about stocks, property and all that, it's like, all right, put a bid in all of them, because that way something will work out. It's protection against the fact that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But when you know, like, when you understand internet companies and all that, it's probably like, don't get too confused by, like, property and all this stuff. Like, who cares? Do a bit of that, whatever. Balance the assets a little bit. But mainly, you can generate huge, like, Huge, you know, opportunities and everything from what you specialize and know a lot about, right? Mm. And so that is why for, say, like Oscar and I, we talk about it, the best investment is in yourself. I could cash out now on myself and start putting my savings to like trying to crypto and trying to do that. But the attention and energy of monitoring those things is too much, like it's too annoying for me. But if I double down on these things I care about, whether it's the book journey, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the education stuff, and for you guys it might be different, like Luke, you already talked about your own podcast. If you can spend more time podcasting, you can keep developing your skills, competencies. You can explore the other ways of growing it. You can interact more with the community. That's going to educate you more in a specialized area where you can start developing unique advantages and you can start attracting, attracting, attracting. Because maybe you start to become one of Australia's running guys, personalities, not the fastest runner, maybe. But you and Dom are that personality. And then next time someone starts a running podcast, they're like, they want to interview you or get your advice. Or someone might have a company and they, they need to promote this running shoot. Like, oh, they're the guys we're going to go to. So that's, that's this clear breakdown of how you just doing what you feel like you really want to do one figuring out what you really want to do but i guess trial and error and seeing what calls to you makes you feel alive you know you you do it you lose track of time you do it after work you do in the morning all that usual stuff you doubling down as much as you can on what you really want to do then the commercial opportunities take care of themselves one two three and that is just my current awareness and personal realization and, and the way I approach this myself. There are many other ways. You can make a lot of money in stocks, property, even if, you know, but I feel like, Luke, you've talked about it. 
part of that stuff is just fun.